This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Goal! 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 has it. Oh, deflection! That's a goal! That's the Mitchell! It's goal! Incredible! Hobble! Don't mind it at all on the pitch, that is. Hello, Dan. Evening, Richard. Oh, see, we can go to football. We can we can enjoy a day out with our mates and just enjoy football. And this is what we're going to do today. Absolutely. And it was a jolly good day. Rich, can we mm. get right into the elephant in the room? Yes. That by the time this podcast is released, you will be celebrating a landmark birthday. Mm, yeah. Are you, are you happy to disclose the landmark number? I think I'm ready. Well, happy 50th, Rich. Thank you very much. I sound great, though, don't I? <laughs> well, you look great. Thank you. For yeah. 49 plus one, definitely. I'm not 50, Dan. Oh, sorry. I thought that was just the uh, the stresses and the strains. <laughs> yes. And you, sir, are the perfect solution. What better way to spend the, the death rattle, the final embers of my 30s, than to talk about Swindon Town beating Walsall 2-0? This weekend, lovely. Well, yeah, you could be spending time with your wife or your kids mm-hmm. or relaxing. Mm-hmm. But here you are talking about Tarek Awakwe and left wing back. <sighs> Gorgeous. Lovely stuff. Yes, indeed. Swindon Town 2, Walsall nil. As easy a performance and victory as you will see. But we'll we'll talk about that because Dan's got notes. So usual talk. The, do I need to list the 11? Uh, Kane left the 11 to make way for Saidu Khan. 
returning from what is quite an emotional week for him with qualification to the Africa Cup of Nations and an earthquake. Um, there was, of course, a minute's silence for that and the floods in Algeria. But it's right in itself, this 11, there really isn't much room uh, for for people coming in at th- this moment in time. No, well, of course, the unlucky one is um, our designated 12th man, Russian Hepburn Murphy, who continues to look razor sharp off the bench to the to the team's benefit. He's got to be the best substitute in the league right now. He would ordinarily walk into this Swindon 11, but here we are. We do have some riches up top with the uh, experienced journeyman Charlie Austin and uh, the young gun Jake Young so yeah it's a lovely problem to have as uh, cliches would say certainly and I I think Hepburn will end the year in the 11 for one of those attacking options that's it probably won't end you know probably by the end of this month Hepburn Murphy might be in the team but I'm really enjoying the the slow burn return for Hepper Murphy because it makes such an impact and he's scoring goals. He, of course, came on later in the game, as did Tyree Shade. So here we go then. I guess the, the first question is because Walsall clearly came here with a game plan and Matt Sadler would have been absolutely desperate to avoid the level of goal scoring that Swindon have been enjoying this season at home because clearly his relationship with Michael Flynn is not that great. So I find found it quite strange that even after the very, very early goal, they kept at it, um, which, which was very peculiar. But you can't ask for better starts than that. 1-0 after just two minutes. Yeah, oh, we got perfect start for Swindon Town. And like you say, a very curious, continual sitting in from Warsaw for at least the first 15, 16 minutes. They did um, creep out of their cage after that. Yeah, it was, it was quite cat and mousey, really. Sundan were very happy on the ball. They had their early goal. They were happy to keep the ball and um, keep Warsaw at arm's length. It's, yeah, they, they looked to side who were very wary of Swindon's attacking threats and um, even the way the second half played out it, it was again Warsaw not wanting to put too much down and risk going 2-0 down in the end funnily enough the, the red card kind of forced their hand and oh yeah Swindon played it very smartly the, the second goal came eventually didn't it yeah like you say it was a controlled disciplined professional performance from Swindon um, which after the sort of you know the highs and the highs of, of this season so far and all the goals and the goals conceded it was it was quite pleasant to have a, a nice little Saturday stroll Warsaw weren't hopeless but I just don't think they quite believed in their ability to hurt Swindon they were more worried about not getting hurt by Swindon would you say that's fair Rich? Yeah they're not the worst team will play this season by a country mile but they were toothless going forward and all season long, we've been talking about the, well, we may have won 1 billion nil or or by 54 <laughs> goals to 50, but we're still opening up. And that didn't really happen uh, in great numbers. There was probably one chance in the first half that they could have done better with, but that was what was so comfortable about this weekend. And Town and Flynn deserve a lot of credit for that. Because I think, I think it was good for us to have a controlled performance i'm not going to say professional because i don't think we've been unprofessional this season at all but just uh well let's let's show that we can do this without it 
given us all a headache by the end of the game. So I, I really think that was good. And, you know, some of the fans you'll hear in the listeners' contributions are like semi-mocking the fact that, wow, it wasn't the chaos that I'm enjoying, but it'll do. But others mm-hmm. have said, well, that's our best performance of the season because of the way we did it. No peril, no silly enforced errors, just lovely comfort in the mild Swindon weather. Yeah, and do you know what it reminded me of? And this is meant as a massive compliment to Flynn and his charges. It it made me think of the way the Richie Wellens nineteen twenty side swept aside and mopped up lots of wins in that autumn. In fact, there was there, I think there was a two 0 home win against Warsaw in that run where Doyle was on his staggering run of scoring in eleven games on the trot. Did he go past Harry Mor- Morris or did he draw level? He, he didn't go past him. Uh, okay, yeah. So um. You know, that side similarly struck a lot of fear in opposition and had that kind of cool, calm 2-0, 1-0, 2-1, whatever sort of victory in, in the locker. So, yeah, this Flynn side is obviously a bit earlier in the season. Yeah, the signs are very promising on the field indeed. Indeed. That yeah, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of us. I'm, feel, I'm feeling positive. Yeah, well, I'm, in, I'm loving going to football, so is the boys, so... Oh, and that's yeah. the that's the key, isn't it? At the moment, it is not a chore to leave the house, you know, say goodbye to the children, and then spend hours away going to Swindon to watch football. At the moment, it is it is like, ah, oh, this this is this is so good, and it wasn't swashbuckling this weekend, but it was still entertaining. I felt I still felt like it was, I still felt that I couldn't look away. Yeah, I, I think that owes to how Swindon are playing under Flynn in possession they are probing they're clearly very well coached and they play to a plan Uh, when you go down to 10 another massive compliment to Swindon is it looked like a training exercise at times the sort of you know the way you would set up triangles um, three against two in training you know Khan, McEachern Adoka Gormley they're just taking a piss and the only thing that made us nervous where I was sat was hang on lads we're still only one nil up (laughs) (laughs) I know like my Swindon Town support and experience we've got a set piece goal against us come in here and I thought Hepburn Murphy's comments post-match I don't know if you heard him Rich where he said you know last season we'd have found a way to draw that or probably lose it in fact we did that we did just that against Warsaw didn't we on Boxing Day yeah over the last couple of seasons we've had like those performances against Exeter and Salford Mm -hmm. where we've been leading for large segments Sutton away and then we've just surrendered it and it happened a fair bit over the last couple of seasons hasn't it and there's a lot of like this time last season and that resolve is definitely there now um, with with this side you know it's going to happen at some point this season because that's football of course it is but you know I think the only time really during this game is when the Olays were starting in the second half where, you know, <laughs> those around me were like, oh, come on, that's it's only 1-0. Those are the moments where I think people felt nervous, but they weren't following up with any chances. So it, it, was, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't the kiss of death or anything like that. Talk me, talk me through the first half, though, Dan. There, there were some chances. There were goals disallowed. Well, there was a goal disallowed that I can remember. But um, what, were the, what were the key points? Yeah, so we can quickly look at Austin 1-0, which um, good a you know, cu- couple of waves of attack and the sort of second wave of which um, lovely feet from Hutton 
a quick little right, left, right, which got him a yard. And um, yeah, sort of textbook putting assist. And Charlie Austin did the rest, a nice header back across the keeper's goal uh, to the back post. So perfect start. <clears throat> and whilst Swindon dominated the ball, dominated the territory in the next 15 or 20 minutes. It wasn't really until Dan Kemp had a goal disallowed after being played through by Jake Young. And I've got to say, it did look off live and it looked off oh, it on the highlights off, too. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, you had a much better view at your end of the pitch. But yeah, that would have been a, yeah, an even lovelier touch to be tuned up after 20 minutes. But probably our worst period of the match followed actually. Um and it's all relative because we weren't bad at all over mm. the side. But probably from 20 minutes to half time, I, I dare say Swindon got a bit comfortable, a bit complacent. And again, not to say they played badly, but probably Warsaw's best spell in the match. Um, you had, a, I think it's on about the half hour mark, McKenty from the edge of the box. Fierce shot that Mahoney had to tip over and that chance came about from a bit of sloppy passing on the edge of the box. Karner and Awakway sort of saying after you, Claude. Um, uh, there was also a, quite an eye-catching, uh, clever free kick from Warsaw. They sort of played it to the edge of the box, back into the box. And um, a referee's whistle went. I'm not sure if it was for offside or for a foul on Godwin Malifa hey, as he cleared the ball in the centre of the box. But yeah, it was kind of a, a little bit of a warning shot from Warsaw. That um, set pieces was probably going to be their, their best way. And then, um, well, yeah, probably Mahoney's only serious save of the match. About four or five minutes before half time, uh, Warsaw's left centre back Gordon uh, mimicking Blake Tracy, um, sort of getting in down down their left and uh, put it into the the big Lincoln Loney Draper at the near post. And he put, Draper probably did the best he could, put that much pace on it. He couldn't put a lot more on, and and you know a good firm wrist from Mahoney back out into the the centre of the six yard box, and then it was mopped up and cleared by one of the Swindon defenders. But um, yeah, my. I was kind of keeping a close eye on Draper because um, I had my friend from Lincoln uh, down. He comes down a couple of times a year and takes in a swimming game with us. So he was quite excited to see Draper up front uh, for Warsaw. And yeah, I think the sort of scouting card that he's taken back to, to Lincoln is, you know, still a bit of work, bit of work required on uh, Draper. He's yeah. got good size, but I think the service up to him wasn't super duper. And, and Brewitt, despite conceding probably a couple of inches, Brewitt's experience uh, won the day he, he sort of made up for that lack of um lack of height advantage and just buffeted him around really and got good support from from Blake Tracy and, and Godwin Malief so that was probably part of the reason why Warsaw were quite limp over the 90 minutes is they couldn't really make the ball stick up top Swindon's three centre halves very aggressive in the air and I'll probably go as far as saying that was Brewitt's best game in the Swindon shirt oh, I think he seems to be getting the adulation of the the home crowd as well yeah he shows that passion at the end doesn't he and he's he's a he's a header and a tackler and He's always going to be a favourite on that front. Definitely his best performance today. I don't think the first half is of the season, I should say. I don't I don't think that first half would be much different whether we were 1-0 or not. I, I, I think it was one of those days. I, I don't think Swindon sat back after taking the leads. I think we still, still attempted to probe and play the ball around. It was mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, to the to the dismay probably of people in the Arkles and, and surrounding areas, you know, a little bit sort of um, across and back to the goalkeeper and methodical, not get it forward as much as as we've seen. So I don't I don't think the the first half would have played out much differently than what we saw. No, I mean just to be clear, 
it was kind of I use the word complacency. Uh, you know, swimming just I don't know maybe finding things a bit bit easy. But yeah, I mean, uh, we certainly could have gone a bit harder, but we kind of retained in that probing, searching kind of mode. It was controlled aggression when we attacked but yeah i mean we're obviously going to come on to start the second half and um yeah it, something turned up the uh the atmosphere <laughs> a notch um probably the, the best the county ground's been for a long while actually yeah it yeah. felt it felt like we wanted that second goal and it felt like you know it was a it was a good turnout it was a uh, 9131 with 631 from Walsall. i i think the atmosphere was generally good don rogers stan were in good voice joining in with the town end which looked good in numbers um the slow clap was interesting at, at, at one stage i was looking around down to see where the long jump was taking place you know it's <laughs> on going through that but yeah it did feel a little bit world's athletic championshipsy but anything is better than silence so or absolutely in, or indeed listening to the people behind me um what, what i've had a couple of weeks of um, some uh, randoms uh, behind brilliant keep paying to come in but I don't need to know about the fact that you've still got six condoms remaining from a purchase last June I don't need to know about it but Gordon Bennett I had to listen to that for about 10-15 minutes today uh, this was weekend I should say a pack of 12 or a pack of 20 I, I think it was a pack of 20 quite a horny young man but um, <laughs> I didn't want to hear about it so I was I was waiting to do the slow clap again. <laughs> it was it was quite oh, relentless in in that respect. And and his mate I didn't was, expect to go down this avenue. No, this well, year. to bring it back to football, his mate was more interested in West Ham. He was more interested in talking about anything other than Swindon. And it was just for the whole ninety minutes until they left at about you know a minute into injury time. But oh, these things happen. But yeah, great, a better atmosphere than normal. And yeah. Hopefully that that continues and gets better and better as this run continues. Well, yeah, a couple of things to say on that. Obviously, I have been a large bemoaner of our sort of long-term home record in the last seven or eight years, with the exception of that Wellens. 1920 season our mm. our home home record's been pretty stinky for a while so again early days this season but that's 10 points from 12 at home the attendances are staying strong um so obviously 9-1 uh, yesterday and you know just other good little trends i think for mahoney that's a third clean sheet in four games. So yeah, you know, that early noise this season about, you know, score a lot of goals, let in a lot of goals. I know Sutton was only a game ago. But yeah, it, it we're sort of getting towards hopefully being a slightly more refined version of how Flynn wants to play as yeah. the players get more used to it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, the same things we said a week ago around squad depth still haven't been addressed and we mentioned Bruett having such a good game which is handy because it sounds like we missed out on Ryan Edwards at the back end of last week so the ongoing fitness and form of Tom Bruett becomes um, even more important Um, but yeah I still think when you look at the month ahead you know we've got another couple of Saturday Saturdays but then you get into Notts County on a Tuesday followed by Bradford away on a Saturday that's about as tough a four days as you can get in League 2 and then a game that I'm interested in Reading away on the Tuesday (laughs) 
Which, what team are we going to play? Yeah, I know. It, I, I suspect we are going to play a similar team to that played Arsenal under twenty ones. But I really want to win that. I don't care about boycotts. I, I want to go to the Majeski and I want to spank him. So that that feels like there could be a daft sending off or a silly injury in that one because I imagine there will be some passions. We got we got No Hunt leading them. We got Charlie Wellens in their midfield in the under twenty ones at Reading now. So. I don't want to be too mean to them. Those are, you know, no? Okay, fine. Well, yeah, we want to be in. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. We want to be in, do we? Okay. Call me tribal, but yes, I, I, I want to win that one. Yeah. So, yeah, it gets busier. So, you know, if you get a centre forward in, get a centre midfielder in or a centre half, I think that will be appreciated this side of Christmas because um, we have, well, you could say we've been lucky with injuries or the physio and the strength and conditioning staff are doing their jobs one way or the other or a mixture of both but yes um make hay while the sun shines the pitches are still good and flat and obviously the way Swindon play is going to get a little bit more difficult if we have a, a heavy winter and pitches get a bit worse um that sort of league two slog will uh will be a challenge for this style of play the second half was better from Swindon um th- yeah. I, I want to take an opportunity to really just appreciate because this week, it wasn't about Kemp and Young and that attacking. Kemp was fine, a bit frustrated in places. Young, probably his poorest, with, for want of a better phrase. Um, yeah, I'd agree. The season. Um, all his first touches seemed to just bounce off him, didn't they? Um, he'll have better days. A few things he tried where he tried to skip past players and go in on his left foot and stuff just didn't quite come off. But yeah, there's, there's no need to worry about that. Exactly. But yeah. This weekend, it, it, it's funny because every week our, our centre-backs get man-of-the-match nods in, in numbers. They might not win it, but they always get nominated. But this this really was a week for Godwin, Malife, Brewitt and Blake Tracy to get forward. And it was almost like total football from them. At one stage, Blake Tracy was up front and Khan was covering <laughs> and then they'd be on the wings. And, and it, it was, it was really, you know, in previous versions of Swindon, it's because they don't know where they are and they're, they're, they're out of position and they're stuck. But the fluidity that this team plays in, especially with, with the centre-backs is really quite impressive. Yeah. It's, it's a type of football I've not seen at the county ground so it's really exciting in that regard and in Blake Tracy and Godwin Malife you've got absolutely perfect exponent they're both natural fullbacks but they're also really physical and aggressive centre half so in terms of this hybrid Chris Wilder Sheffield United attacking wide centre half it's um it's perfect <laughs> and the, the good thing is obviously we've with Brewitt being the most limited footballer of the three, and that's not a slight, it's just that FBT and uh, Godwin Malif are terrific footballers. You know, him being in the middle and keeping it simple, it's kind of playing to everyone's strengths. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to highlight a number of times with my eagle eye from the back of the Don Rogers stand, when Blake Tracy went on his marauding runs, which is a real strength for this team. George McEachern, the sort of quiet man, the efficient ball mover in midfield, just sitting in that pocket that Blake Tracy vacates. So when we talk about it being a more refined, sort of a bit more sensible aggression in this side, it, it looked better, it looked more balanced than when Kane played in midfield last week. Uh, and Khan too, um, who had a good game, you know, probably a seven out of ten. I think the most impressive thing with Khan yesterday was after picking up a yellow in the 35th minute, and I think someone alluded to it in the, the Alice pod 
group actually you know that felt like a big danger but Khan was so disciplined a number of 50-50s where he sort of sensibly just stayed on his feet stood his ground just sort of matched up against his opponent and yeah, I think Flynn seems to have done some very good work with Khan. What was it? Three red cards last year and a number of over-the-top bookings and stuff. So He was on the brink of being sent off on the last day of the season. And it, had that happened, I think he'd only be a couple of games into his campaign now. Ah, yes. <laughs> if that would have if that would have actually happened, which luckily it didn't yeah. because his 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 disciplinary record last season was so bad. Yeah. And then of course you've got Tom Brewer, he's perfectly capable to clean up anything and sweep it out, any danger that did happen. And there wasn't much, there wasn't many. Um, but what did come his way was was sorted. And uh, like, you know, your notes will always list there were chances and they were beginning to go, right, here we go. And I think in his post-match, Michael Flynn said, you know, we can controlled the game more when they had to go to 3-5-2 and they had to find some opportunities and they brought on their their main man but because of the stupidity of his teammate who had been booked for dissent and then mm-hmm. got sent off minutes later it just just killed the game for for a number nine type centre forward didn't it a couple of things i want to say on discipline including the red card which we'll discuss first things i had a look earlier and swindon are in the very rare position of having scored more goals than cards picked up (laughs) and if you look back at previous seasons that is very very rare actually in this silly season of referees booking everyone for everything swindon seem to have gone the other way actually they are incredibly disciplined. But also because we do play good attacking passing football on the floor, I think we're more inclined to dupe opposition into clumsy fouls, niggly fouls. And I think that's the third red card against us this year, isn't it? Mm. So, um, yeah, who knows? I mean, that's that's a lovely trend. <laughs> Keep going down the 10 against us. And um, yeah, we've, we've got the perfect playing style to exploit a team down to 10. Um, the only aberration being... That sort of limp effort in the second half at Doncaster, which I can't say I saw, but it sounded like a sort of flat, one flat of those days. Yeah, one of those days. But Tom Knowles, like I said, um, got a very swift yellow for bemoaning the referee, who I thought was pretty okay. Oh, you know, yeah, good. Well, I've got that in my notes. I thought the ref was excellent. Yeah, didn't take any bollock. Two or three occasions where Swindon players went down a bit easily for me. I could think Kemp did it once, a Wakwe another time. The ref let the game flow and he was consistent. There was a lovely one in the corner where I think it was Knowles again, actually. He was in the thick of it, wasn't he? Sort of did the Thompson flop on top of the ball by the corner flag. And um, yeah, the ref was having nothing, none of it, which was really lovely to see, actually, because that's yeah. the sort of one that gets fans uh, really irate. <laughs> <laughs> and and his, his, his second yellow was, we all saw it. It was going to happen. Yeah. It was It was like... Oh, here we go. And and the, the first concern was to, you know, thinking, oh, he's going to go in hard. I think it was on Blake Tracy, wasn't it? And yeah, it was. if, he, if he gets this really wrong, then Blake Tracy's hurt. He just got it, you know, just ju- he got it wrong enough yeah. to, to be. It was, it was it, yeah, it was a yellow. And the only reason why he's walking off is because he gave the referee lip just a few minutes before. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there was a lot in it. He does catch him. I think Blake Tracy was canny. Uh, he's not cheated. I'm not going to use that word, but he knew full well. So long as he got to the ball first, he knew who the opposition player was. And yeah, 
in that split second, uh, the decision making of the two men, you know, Blake Tracy's experience, Sean Frew and Tom Knowles, you know, maybe still a bit hot headed from the uh, the five minutes before went diving in. But yeah, that that was really helpful actually. Not that Walsall had ever really got up ahead of steam in the second half. They'd had a, a promising breakaway and a shot from the edge of the box from Hutchinson which, um, you know, he probably should have passed to a teammate better placed. But from a Swindon point of view, Blake Tracy could well have got himself a goal. Uh, connected well on the end of a McEachern corner. Unfortunately for him, just sort of side-footed it straight to the keeper in the middle of the goal. Uh, Hepburn Murphy's introduction shortly after the card gave Swindon a, a sort, of, sort of boost, boost of life. Um, he shot over when, similar to Hutchinson, actually, to, had teammates better placed, but such is the confidence of the man. He wanted to take the shot on uh, by himself. Um, so a bit of a word for, for Shade as well, actually. There's a um, couple of sub appearances on the trot where he's also looked very he's, sharp. He's, he's not the impact in. sub, isn't he? He's the impact yeah. sub. He knows his place at the moment and he's he's making the most when he does come on. And, he, and that yeah. sort of dragged effort, which he just, he, he always goes for the left, doesn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, one yeah. And he's he's done the same in every game he's played so far at home and he's, he's scored one and he's come close a couple of times, but he, he seems to have bulked out, bulked up a little bit and he, yeah, he, yeah. he just looks like a threat, doesn't he? Yeah, which, you know, the, my criticism of him consistently last year was he would have those cameos as a sub regularly like almost to the point where he was better off as a sub last season but when he finally got his start yeah he would sort of have a very dull 60 minutes and be hauled off so the, the test will come obviously when you know a gets injured or suspended and, and shade gets his start can he translate these 20 and 30 minute cameos where he has looked excellent and his actual attacking output very rare now in the sub appearances I've seen him this year where he doesn't end up putting a cross in or a shot in it. I think it was his cross that um, Kemp swept the ball over on rushing, um, uh, sort of on rushing edge of the box. Um, and unfortunately for Kemp, he sort of swept it over a bit like a, a rugby conversion, didn't he? Um, do you think, do you think, because Uwakwe was, was quite quiet this week. Um, yeah. For no, he didn't have a howler. It just didn't go his way that much. As a it, bit as like a, Young. As opposed yeah. to, yeah. As opposed to, you know, Hutton, who gets plenty. Uwakwe, not as much this this week. But can you see Shade, if if Flynn decided that, you know, Uwakwe, probably not happening for you. I'm going to sort of put you on the bench for a week or two. Do you think Shade can can do that? Well, they're, they're very different types of player. Yeah, I think I think a Wakwe does give you some nice sort of counterbalance to Hutton <clears throat> on the opposite flank, where Hutton, you know, is very advanced, and a Wakwe. I think I made this comment after I saw him at Peterborough. Looks more like a, a cultured footballer playing at left wing back than a sort of flying wing back. So, I think that's also part of the reason why Blake Tracy has such license up the left uh, and maybe Godwin Malief yesterday stayed at home a touch more than usual because obviously Hutton you know you might as well start listing Hutton as right wing than, rather than right wing back but yeah I mean whilst we're on Hutton consistently over that 90 minutes yesterday superb again I think you come to take it for granted how often he receives the ball out wide and ends up putting across across in I think from the start of last season where you could look at Hutton and say inconsistent highs and lows I think he is becoming much more polished and, and consistent. Yeah, the, the other thing I was thinking earlier, it's actually, you know, talking about McEachern having a great game and 
Blake Tracy having a great game. Hutton being consistently excellent over the season. He got another assist, obviously. If you're Flynn, you want to start thinking about a few few contracts, don't you? Yes, you do. You might, you might be getting a bit bit twitchy even now. I mean, the young and Kemp ones, you know, they're out of our hands. Let's face it. Yeah, there's going to be a bit of January pain there. But for the ones we own, particularly, you know, I'm a Keckman who has now more than proved their fitness. Same with Brewitt, even, you know, looking fit, always available. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind the odd little uh, bit of contract extension. Yeah, it, it would be good to alleviate some of the cynicism that we have about the, how the club operate, where yeah. you know, if a couple of these chaps sign contracts, then then that, that gives us that little bit of security other than like all the they're out of contract in the summer of 2024 and the January window isn't far away. And, you know, as long as they've got a, you know, a depth chart too, <laughs> because uh-huh. we'll find ourselves in another season where we've got to go up. We've got to go up this season, folks. Why? Well, because we're going to have another turnaround. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's not to out now, but Hutton yet again, you know, he'll be wondering why, clubs above haven't gone in for him yet and I think the club are probably a little bit surprised with that too but he's not sulking neither is any player in this squad at the moment who may think that they're they they deserve to be in a in a higher division and um it, it's really really good to see isn't it yeah I, I just to be clear the reason I want them to sign contracts is because they're good because they're cracking players they're good <laughs> and again we've said it before this year we yeah. first 12 or 13 because you know Hepburn Murphy's another one who now now you've put in all of that time, all of that work to get him fit. Wouldn't that be a shame? <laughs> he has a great season and then leaves on the spree. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, some forward planning would be would be lovely, but obviously that's juxtapositioned against um, yeah. some of the stuff um, we speak on the the other pods, which um, obviously big week ahead on that front. Yeah, we'll be talking about that. We, we like I said in in the presser, uh, we we've had a few questions about our last chat dan so whether it's uh you that'll be answering with me or uh or terry or both of you that'll be fun um we'll, we'll see what the week brings and our availability but you mentioned hepburn murphy he made it two nil and it was the only time Walsall were truly farcical their, 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 <laughs> their fan base their fan base wouldn't have been happy with with charlie austin after two minutes having a free header sure but this this one was just tiredness i think yeah, you see it, right? Later in the game, the 10 men have now got a twist. Um, and Gordon, ordinarily in that situation, puts it out for a throw-in or just bangs it down the line into the channel. He's trying to keep the ball alive. He's trying to find the keeper for some reason. And yeah, you know, whilst Young didn't have a great day, he um, he reacted quickly, got a foot in, and that allowed Hepburn Murphy to uh, to do the rest and, and score what? Swindon, scorer of beautiful goals this year. Um, I've scored a nice scruffy one. Yeah, we'll take it. And they all count. And 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 that was that was game set match. A, a peculiar. The first time at home, there was a peculiar amount of time added on. I felt in in the second half. I think it was six <laughs> minutes. Was it eight? I can't remember. But it was it was too <laughs> much. It was too long. Yeah, I mean the the only other thing that crossed my mind, obviously, um, yes, whether, whether you could have used a bit more off the bench. Um, I was I was sweating a little bit on Khan because if if I'm Warsaw and Knowles gets sent off. I'm probably looking around and thinking, right. A consolation changes the I, game. I would like to drag Khan into a bit of a hoo-ha here and try and get him a second yellow. But again, to my Ooh. comments earlier, this this seems to be a slightly more refined Khan. But um, we had a melee. We had a melee. Yeah, yeah good old Hutton. Yeah. Oh, sort loved of, it. 
doesn't strike me as angry man of Swindon, but um, yeah, obviously there was a bit of hoo-ha and, and some more sensible refereeing, to be fair. He doused the flames, booked him each. And um, have we had any flare-ups? No. and I, Comments I, earlier about the team oh. seeming so disciplined under Flynn. I, I think that yeah. must be such a big staple of this side, um, what he's tried to instill in them. So I love a melee. Yeah, I love a melee. Um, oh, it's good fun, yeah. Yeah, you know, as long as no one gets hurt, blah blah blah. But yeah, I do like, I do like that. And I, I mentioned it in previous episodes in the build up to this. You know, if if you are somebody who is following this football club on social media, there was a lot of Warsaw fans since May. You know, poking away <laughs> at, at Swindon fans about the big disastrous season that we're due to have and. Just having that, I'm not, I don't use social media anywhere near as prolifically as I used to, but I used to enjoy these sort of wins because you just knew you had a couple months off from those teenagers that would just turn (laughs) up and just relentlessly say in a form stuff because just the same as what, what we've seen, like people thought they, they didn't realize what Charlie Austin's sort of game is now. And they're saying, Oh, we sort of snuffled, snuffed him out for the majority of the game. No, that's you've done nothing. You, he's, he's not, he's not that number nine that you think he is. Um, but yeah, it, it would have been good. That, that result was important for Michael Flynn. He'll downplay it and say, he doesn't care. There's no love lost between those two managers in the dugout this weekend. And he would have enjoyed every moment of those two goals going in. And he would have loved that handshake after the game too. (laughs) Flynn is a professional manager and there's a lot of professional pride that comes with that. Unless you're Jenny Morris. Um, (laughs) Hey, nice little dig there. But no, um, if I could, if I could put a slight on our opponents, um, and I care little about, oh, you got Flynn, you're going to be terrible, and all that stuff for the summer, and oh, you missed out on Priestley, Farquhar, well, Benny. on yesterday's evidence, I don't, I don't think Farquhar plays enough football for this town side. But yeah, the biggest slight I could put on Warsaw is when we appointed Flynn. I, I mean, I was quite warm on it. Experienced leading manager, done one at Newport. Uh, did okay for a little bit at Warsaw. The style of football Warsaw played yesterday was how I was kind of a bit concerned we would play. You know, the big and a lot of people up. did as well. A lot of people um, giving the opposition a bit too much respect, trying to win one nil, win by goal. So actually, Flynn has caught me massively on the hop, and probably many others too. Yeah, maybe he just needed to get to a club where had better players a flat pitch not made of sand and dare say I don't know bigger crowd but yeah it's, it feels like Flynn is stretching his managerial legs this is maybe the style he's wanted to play all along and he's he's had the chance to do it with a clean slate from the start of pre-season and yeah I mean I, I, I still think it's a bit of a question about a bit of Flynn pragmatism once we do get into deepest darkest winter and maybe a few injuries stack up and the pitches are rubbish and yeah all but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it yeah all hypothetical yeah. at the moment and as Flynn says in his post-match we're we're accumulating points to allow ourselves to have a blip but post-match he did say we started really well we were sloppy in our passing early on and that played into their hands a little bit we controlled the tempo in the first half and we were excellent in the second half uh, we mm-hmm. knew that they need to be more adventurous uh, we were quicker and more controlled against 10 men they're a good group we're on a good run we've got a tough game next weekend but it's nice to have points 
uh, and nothing is won after seven games. If we do have a blip, then there's points on the board. So all sensible stuff. And as we've all said um, over the season that he does analyse football, he does sum it up exactly how we see it. I guess the first time in his tenure, I've kind of gone, oh, no, that, that, that was that was bang out of order. And that was, and we will defend a low stranger's regular, a enthusiastic contribution in, in advertiser journalist Joe Ackland, because um, in the question that Andrew Hawes asked about uh, Charlie Austin scoring, um, Michael Flynn said he was made up for Charlie, especially after the advertiser article, which he deemed was appalling uh, for digging digging for negatives and trying to dig players out uh, we're a team we stick together uh, to dig someone out for the success that they've had in the past is a cheap shot charlie has been invaluable he isn't going to score every week he makes space for others gosh if, if only there was an article that's talked about that in midweek um dan this was slightly embarrassing from flynn who clearly here is protecting a player who clearly didn't like an article. He was protecting Charlie like a parent would protect their child, regardless of who's in the right and who's in the wrong. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna sort of defend Joe every week because he's an enthusiastic contributor. There's some of his player ratings I don't agree with from this very game. Subjective. It's one of those things. But I think the summary: neither Charlie Austin or Michael Flynn could have possibly have read the article in full because it was a positive piece. Yes, it was. It was talking about how Charlie has changed his game, is making space for others, is using his experience. I like you. I I found that a bit of a baffling outburst. Um, and as we live in the clickbait generation. Um, looks like Flynn and Austin have fallen for the clickbait. Yeah, and in an in ideal because, world... Like I say, if they'd read the article, then yeah. yeah in, a, in an ideal world, your, your your headlines do exactly what they say on the tin. But as as Joe said in, in the presser, you can't have an article that is simply labelled Charlie Austin is good or Charlie's, <laughs> Charlie is because no one's going to click it. So, of course he is. But and maybe it's because it's it's behind a paywall... Um, I don't know how I got to see it. I didn't do anything dodgy, but I read it in full. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, same here, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, but but yeah, the, the, I mean, some of the it's so well presented. This is why it's frustrating because you know it's been a while since we've we've read these sort of articles within the advert, and that's not a slight at Johnny Leefield because now we know why advert journalists don't, and we know <laughs> that that the advert have been critical towards the club, and maybe there's there's a little bit of that with this that the adverb sharpened their pencils a little bit recently and Swindon don't like that it might have nothing to do with it it shouldn't have anything to do with it but I don't I, I read I read I read the article before knowing that people in Swindon including Charlie Austin and Michael Finn didn't like it I've read it since I don't see the criticism no well perhaps Flynn and Austin could read it like you I feel inclined to stick up for for Joe he's a uh journalist in his second job in his mid-20s Flynn spoke about it's terrible that he dug him out um in public but then Flynn is calling out Joe in a public forum on the radio so it's almost the two wrongs don't quite make a right bit there um could that not have just been handled in private you know they had a press conference on Friday morning a cup of coffee and a chat and I'm sure things could and should have been ironed out so yeah, there we go. I'm sure it'll all be forgotten in the wash, but um, it's a shame because it was it was good local sports journalism. 
it was analysis, it was opinion, you know, something we've been asking for more of from your from your local media. So yeah, I hope Joe's not put off, and I hope some sense can be seen if if like you say, if, if Flynn and Austin perhaps read or reread the article. Yeah, I think it's saying what we can all see, which is, you know, obviously 34-year-old experienced Charlie Austin is quite a different beast to the sort of tear-away 20, 21-year-old who scored goals for fun and got about the pitch like a madman. Yeah, and, and, and some of the rhetoric after it did give this impression that Charlie feels like, fan, you know, fans were still being behind him. I don't really know. I don't know. <laughs> a single rational Swindon Town fan that isn't anything but hugely appreciative of the fact that this man is playing in League Two for Swindon Town. Yeah. Two a more things round. for me. Two more things for me. I could understand it a touch more from Flynn if this was like 19-year-old, first-year pro, he's come with a big rap and Flynn's wanting to protect you know, this new professional, this young player. Austin has been around the block. He's played in the Premier League. He's dealt with all those national media outlets yeah you'd think you'd have a bit of thicker skin really yeah and secondly where was i going with this um, and he works in the media himself doesn't he so yeah oh i've forgotten point two oh. <laughs> well because this is zoom we're, we're not we're not editing this and people will just have to tolerate the clicky clickiness of your headphones because oh, <laughs> the listenership has said well why didn't you say that before rich but that, that's my that's my bad i'm getting old yeah, I, I think we've talked about it too long. We're not going to, we've, our, our, our tune hasn't changed in relation to Michael Flynn saying it how it is in terms of football and Charlie Austin being a ruddy good footballer. Um, we are hugely appreciative of both of their efforts. It just felt a little icky after another victory and something that would have never happened if you just read the article in full. Exactly. There we go. You got it. We'll leave it at that. Um, let's have some listeners' uh, feedback, and then we'll talk about Man of Match and close. Hello, everybody. Summer is here, and when there's no Swindon Town, I do enjoy using my favourite streaming services to watch, you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before. But hey, I love it, okay? So don't judge. Alas, being away overseas on holiday in the chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home. But no more. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. Hi LS Pod fans, it's JR here, enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, I'm Stephen Bender, and you're listening to the Loaf Stranger podcast. 
Okay, lots to go through this weekend. Thanks to those three delicious points. We'll start with Pete, who says, man of the match, FBT or Brewitt, but go with Brewitt for his heading. Walsall's game plan shot down in the first couple of minutes. Tedious first half after Austin's quality header. Then waiting for a stupid mistake in the second half. Then Walsall go down to 10 men and Rashan Hepburn Murphy's tenacity gets the second. Signs of game management shown amongst the Olays. Steve Armand says, this is very encouraging. Never felt too worried throughout. They are playing so much like a working team. A fab start. Please for Charlie, he deserved that. Everyone played a massive part to secure the points. Man of the match, Tom Brewitt. Come on, you Reds. Ray Norman says, this was a game we would have drawn or lost in the last couple of seasons. They were a solid outfit who came not to give anything away and had done their homework on us. A great early goal, and we pulled them all over the place at the end. SM4750 says, excellent display from Swindon and assured defensive display. We were the more likely to score throughout the game. FBT won, FBT won every header on defensive duties and played brilliant for me. Definitely man of the match. Matt S says, didn't need to get out a third gear for that. Brewitt's man of the match, very assured performance. Forward players, Austin apart, seemed a bit off it today. Picky. Rashad Hepper Murphy made a positive impact from the bench. Again, as did Shade. Flynn is getting a tune out of this squad and I like it. Me too, Matt. Sarah V says, maybe I should keep refraining from watching at Silly O'Clock this season and just watch the match replay. If it's working, make it happen, Sarah. Wardy S says, that was a good professional performance. Walsall were well restricted in chances and I thought we controlled the game from start to finish. Young had lumps kicked out of him today, but still got the assist. FBT, man of the match, work rate was excellent and should have bagged one himself. Terry King says, where do I request a refund? I expect to see at least six goals a week. Also, Jake Young in goal drought, being at least 110 minutes since his last goal. Man of the match, one of Bruitt, FBT, Dokes or Khan. Claire Follett says, honourable mention for Bruitt today, gave us all and has developed so much. And I love how he always celebrates with the fans at the end with such pride and passion. Ricky Ricketts says a game where we were in complete control, score and protect. Not sure I liked it. Bring back 5-3 madness, please. Man of the match, the man who personified control, Tom Britt. Matthew says, thought we played well today. Good start and end. George McEachran, my man of the match, was all over the park. Brewitt was class two. Brilliant atmosphere in the Don Rogers and Townend up the Swindon. Sean Jobbin says, George McEachran's best game for Swindon, I thought. Result never in doubt. Ian Wilmer says, easiest 2-0 win I've seen in a few seasons that. And to do that when not on top form is a bloody great sign. Good all over, nothing more, nothing less. Brewitt getting better and better and man of the match for me. Jeremy Randall says, a solid workmanlike win and more normal football without the chaos of the previous home games. Walsall kept a rigid defensive setup despite conceding early. In the first half, we struggled to break this down. Second half, we were more lively and looked more likely to score. 
After the sending off, we controlled things, moved the ball around well, and eventually got the second, assisted by some comical defending. A solid performance, we kept our shape better and limited Walsall to one clear chance in the game. Man of the match, Tom Brewitt. Neil McLaughlin says, a lovely afternoon, great atmosphere and always look comfortable. Brewitt, my man of the match again. Jason says, man of the match, easily FBT, who was everywhere today. So glad for Charlie Austin. He needed that. So pleased for Rashan Hepburn Murphy. I still think he is our best forward. Was it our best game? No. No, it wasn't. But who cares? We cause teams problems, which results in cards, which turns into reds and long. May that continue. Tom Dent simply says, complete domination, whilst Carl Porter says, solid performance all over the pitch. Enjoying watching this set of players this season. Man of the match, McEachran, just shading FBT by the slimmest of margins. Honourable mention for Bruett as well. H the Duck says, today was probably as close to a routine 2-0 as we'll get this season. Lots of very good performances. Fraser Blake Tracy, man of the match for me. Clean sheet and some huddle-esque passes. Crossfield to Romeo Hutton. A joy to watch. Matt says, hard to play flowing football when Walsall came to sit in and do nothing. Played 5-4-1 with a box midfield. Fully controlled the game. Only one real scare in the first half. Khan's first half was a worry, but better in the second. Back three did great, as did Charlie Austin. Man of the match, George McEachran. John O'Connell says, easy one on the man of the match front, and that is Fraser Blake Tracy. A great win, much more controlled and confident. Made Walsall look very, very ordinary. Mark Kirkman says, totally dominant display and in control for most of the game. Man of the match, Fraser Blake Tracy with Bruett, a close second. It's a good win with Young and Kemp slightly below par. Mahoney, crucial saves at 1-0 and lovely to keep another clean sheet and have such impactful subs. Dare we dream of the P word? Paul Merriman says, would I have taken a straightforward 2-0 win prior to kickoff? Every time. The aim is to get out of this horrible League 2. The Lou Reed man of the match is tricky. I'll give it to Hutz today. Didn't break a sweat and popped up all over the park. Fun times. We are quite hard to defend against, aren't we? Rob Bowden says, so lucky to have Charlie Austin at this level. He brings so much to the game and team. Not going to score buckets every game. So it's nice to see a workman-like performance. Man of the match, Chaz for me, deserves that recognition. Come on, you Reds. Swindon Sparkle says, We didn't seem as polished up top, but those Walsall defenders were big units. We never really seemed troubled. One noticeable save by Mahoney. My man of the match was Bruett. PJ says, Can't expect eight goal thrillers every week, so I'll take a comfortable 2-0 win and move on to next week. Still unbeaten and another three points. Lovely. McEachran, man of the match for me. Andy Footner says, whole team were class. FBT, man of the match. Even played centre forward for a while chasing down the ball. Crowd need a worthy mention, especially the Don Rogers stand in the second half. Dan Jackson says, I really, really love this side. A joy to watch. Man of the match, Fraser Blake Tracy. And Jimmy Legg says, Walsall's novel tactic of defending an early 1-0 lead deficit nearly worked. Only conceding again and definitely losing the game in the 88th minute. Undoing their hard work to try to only lose by one goal. Tough break for the Midlanders. 
Martin Crook says, professional and more assured performance really starting to tick. Crowd best in a long time and really up for it. Enjoying. Will be difficult to maintain as lacking depth, but sure this is in hand. Philip Holloway says, a relatively comfortable win against a solid physical League 2 side in Walsall. Brewitt, man of the match for me, with kudos to the defence as a whole, who were superb. Honourable mention to George McEachran, who excelled in midfield. As a surprise aside, Shade is looking dangerous as an impact sub. Darren Woodfield says, Fraser Blake Tracy, man of the match today, closely followed by Brewitt. Both have been solid in every game. While Kieran says, solid win, shown we can battle out a more scrappy 2-0 as well as score lots in a scrappier game and also brush teams aside. Still think we need a body or two in and up to speed by October when more games come thick and fast. But good signs. Brewitt, man of the match for me. Michelle says our defence was so much tighter. FBT and Brewitt were outstanding, but also Dokes had his brilliant moments too. Then there is McEachran too. He doesn't get enough credit. Love him. He never stops. Man of the match has to be Fraser Blake Tracy and Brewitt. Bernie Man says it seems like an age since we won a game in a rudimentary manner. Good professional performance with even the emergence of some proper game management. Brewitt had his best game for us since signing. A very solid effort, but McEachran gets man of the match. Hardly put a foot wrong. Ocus Road says Brewitt man of the match and commanding team performance with a clean sheet, which shows we can win in different ways. Craig Clark says well-deserved win in the end against a half-decent side. Back three was some Herb, and I agree with the sponsors, man of the match in FBT. We are in this race up the town. Brendan Hobbs says, exceptionally routine, which is a good thing. Still entertaining, though, even if it wasn't another pulsating edge of the seat encounter. I'm loving it as you can't take your eyes off this team for a single second because something bonkers could happen at any moment. Tucker Jenkins says, felt more workmanlike following the early goal. Ball was often static, played across the back in the first half. Bit more purpose in the second half. FBT and Brewitt were dominant and Eber would be my man of the match. At least we know we can win if Young and Kemp aren't firing on all cylinders. Heavy Gold says, FBT won everything. I love him. That is all. That's good enough for me, Heavy Gold. Paul D says, Walsall seem to come with a plan to try and stifle and contain us for the first 20 minutes, half of game, 80 minutes. And they stuck to that despite it being rendered irrelevant after just two minutes. Quite odd. Brewitt or FBT man of the match, but we'll go for Brewitt to annoy whichever of you doesn't like him. Shaw of Kent says, Brewitt, outstandingly calm. And Jordan Jury says, as comfortable as it gets really a much needed clean sheet and a goal for Charlie Austin job done STFC Boo says George McEachran by 0.5% man of the match for me along with all who took part today a very good three points Ben Nichols says proved we can win it in other ways today unspectacular solid comfortable Ricky Sharma says a solid win we managed the game much better and McEachran was man of the match for me today Paul Temple says comfortable victory at last without too many dramas deserved goal for Charlie and display a frightening pace from Hepburn Murphy off the bench thought Walsall came with a containing midfield strategy so patience needed back three excellent today man of the match George McEachran busy creative and skillful. Josh Phelps says, best win of the season that the moment I finally believe top seven could be doable after a sustainable win. Man of the match, 
I like to brew it, brew it. Ian says, great to see a swing from the iffy home form over previous years. Man like Big Gov says, we were brilliant today. A great team performance. Top class goal from Austin. Another goal off the bench for Rush. We are flying. Come on, you Reds. Martin Nolan says, another clean sheet. Charlie back amongst the goals and heading up the table. And finally, Angry Crayfish, who says, we've played better, but we did what was needed. Walsall didn't attack as other teams have done, which was a bonus. Brewett and FBT won all their headers and battles. Khan didn't create the usual space and turned to face his opponent, but well marshaled. Brewett, man of the match, come on, you Reds. So there we go, the bumper edition of listeners' contributions. I figured we won and we're winning, so let the good times roll. But the general vibe was was pretty consistent, wasn't it? FBT and Brewer are good. Swindon win comfortably without needing to apply much intensity, which is good. A standard win is fine. Atmosphere was good. Uh, our town starting something quite exciting. Dan, it's only September, but are we starting something quite exciting? Well, yeah. I mean, on the evidence of seven league games and well, even the performance at Peterborough in the Cup, highly encouraging and a bit of a shame we weren't a bit better at penalties, really. But yeah, fingers crossed. I think if we can avoid the injuries, avoid the suspensions and add those couple of free agents, then why not? This looks a good side. They're not playing football by accident. This is very deliberate, very coached. It it doesn't feel exactly like like the the Isgrove summer where we had that Orient win and then we had the 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 substitution where he was, you know, kissing children. (laughs) I can't say that. (laughs) Where he was like um, high-fiving children in the town end as he was going off, you know. Um, uh, But there is something about this side that, I think can sustain because it's not necessarily about the 11 or 12 players that we have available. It's about how they're led and everything that we're seeing is that Flynn is, is getting a tune out of his squad, not out of his 11 because the people who are coming on are doing their job too. And this squad seem to get along and they've all, they've all signed up to this. And you know, that is the big encouraging thing for me. Absolutely. And I think this is where, the benefit of Flynn having that clean slate in the summer and being able to implement his own pre-season. And clearly Wayne Hatswell is a big, big cog in the Flynn machine. Um, Cause we're, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, we're probably a coach light, aren't we? Yeah. We've hidden Gav Gunning away in the basement. The analyst chap does some work, doesn't he? Now I think he's listed on in the Liam program. McCartan. He yeah. is listed as um, a coach now. I think okay. in the program, but not on the website, I think I noticed. So whether he's on work experience yeah. for them, but they are very close knit. And I think it's one of the, I think it, that's due to the situation that Flynn had at Walsall, where I think, you know, if we were talking to Walsall fans before the game and they were suggesting that, that Sadler stitched Flynn up a little bit, turns the changing room, you know, to you know turns against they turned against Flynn and you don't want that influencing your staff so maybe that lesson was learned at Walsall where he's got his 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 loyal <laughs> disciple in in Wayne Hatswell and that will do um because it, it allegedly Matt Sadler ruffled some feathers within and, and made Michael Flynn's job very difficult at 
the best got, but yeah, we are lighter, but it's working. Yeah, I mean, well, whatever's and, happening, and Charlie's keep working it going. on it as well, and Charlie Austin will be doing bits and pieces, I'm sure. And yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, man of the match, Dan was was as close as we've ever seen it. Not a two horse race. Add another one, three. Uh, George McEachran, Tom Brewitt, and Fraser Blake Tracy all leading at one point. Uh, start of the request, George McEachran looked like he was going to run away with it. And then the Tom Brewitt crowd came in, as as they always do. They always do. You know, we, we've had the running joke. That joke is now over. He's earning his stripes. I'm not fully converted, but I see his worth. Absolutely, it's working at the moment. But Fraser Blake Tracy got the sponsors man of the match, and he just squeezed through um, to get it from us and, well, from the listeners. And I don't think uh, we can argue with that. I'm not arguing with the listeners on this one. Absolutely not. Um, Blake Tracy was magnificent. A point I was going to make earlier, actually, and I ignored my own notes. He's been on four yellow cards for about four games now. And he's another one who is just keeping himself in check and uh, making sure he's available for the next game. So, um, yeah, I think a big test will be when he's not on the pitch, actually. Um, Because probably right now, the person coming in at left centre-back would probably be... Ben Ward, unless you're going to play Minton on the wrong side. But yeah, Blake Tracy is so important to how Flynn wants his team to play at the moment. Very comfortable on the ball, as he's been a, a fullback most of his career. And I'm sure we're going to see some more eye-catching goals before the season's out, actually. And that so. traction engine of a, of a left foot. And I think he only just pips Brewitt because of that attacking threat. Because Brewitt did the job of a centre-back pretty much nailed on there were a few moments but um no no complaints from me at all he cleared up anything that came his way but so did Blake Tracy and he had that attacking threat too absolutely yeah and um sort of third in your free horse race McEachran it feels like he's just coming to the boil beautifully um my friend from Lincoln who wouldn't have seen McEachran previously um sort of pulled him out as a you know, standout player. You, he uses his body so intelligently and sort of just with a sort of shimmy of the hip and uh, going the other way, he can sort of send two Warsaw players uh, the wrong way and take them out of the game. But yeah, when I said to him, oh, you know, he won the under-17s World Cup, same team as Phil Foden. He's like, oh, blimey, what's he doing at Swindon? <laughs> and actually, you know, when you talk about pedigree, that is, you know, you can realise why he should look head and shoulders above the rest and you know, like Hepburn Murphy, now he's fully fit. I think you're going to see how high a ceiling these guys have got. Yeah. Yeah, well, Swindon are now in third position, just three points behind Ginningham in first, a couple points behind Notts County in second. Swindon, of course, have that game in hand. That won't be played for quite some while yet, but just a really, really good start to the season. Morecambe, is next Uh, they sit in 16th but they're having a pretty okay season for what they were expecting they've won a few uh, so they've 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 lost three drawn one and won three so um they won't be any pushovers it's a definite uh, banana skin i'd say but it's just going very well at the moment isn't it yeah i mean i can't say i know too much about this Morecambe side other than seeing their results. They obviously lost um, yesterday, had a man sent off to, so they're going to be one short in that regard. Um, no, you sort of look at that fixture list ahead. I think 
Morecambe away, no arrogance here. I'd like to think if Swindon play well, then we're, we're going to have a very good chance of winning that. Similar with Grimsby at home. They seem uh, a hardy bunch. I saw them on telly against Bradford and they are absolutely no mugs. I think that'll be, that'll be a good test. But yeah, the one that's looking tasty, the one I'm looking forward to and the one I'll be buying tickets for on Tuesday is Notts County away, which hopefully when we go there on that Tuesday night will still be a bit of a, a top three sort of promotional edition that's that, that's my hope I think, it, I think it can only be i don't i don't think um yeah. don't think there's enough games um to be played before that for it to not be a a a, a great encounter and, and these are the games that i think a lot of people want and i include myself in that i'm not naysaying anything that's winning of cheat this season i'm enjoying myself thoroughly but i want these these bigger hitters like Notts County away. I want to see how Swindon play in that. I want us to go up to Bradford where we, we can get results and we have got results historically. I want to go up there and that'll be Rashad Hepper Murphy starting with Charlie Austin and Dan Kemp just behind. So yeah. those, those are the games I'm looking forward to. Morecambe, that, that's, let's be as professional as we can be. Grimsby, let's keep the home run going. And then we have that back-to-back um, away days against two tricky opponents, no matter what their form is, and that is when I'll be starting to go. Okay, well, maybe, maybe this season could be a great, great season indeed. And and oh, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm wishing my life away. Um, <laughs> I've got uh, one more, one more thing for you, Rich. Yeah, okay, and then we'll close. My second point on the Charlie Austin closer, <laughs> which I forgot. <laughs> I'm not editing. Um, I'm not taking it back. <laughs> but yeah, slightly tongue in cheek. But with Flynn and Austin clearly wanting to use some sort of siege mentality there against the advert and all the Charlie Austin naysayers, uh, when Austin scores 12 games in in a row uh, and breaks Harry Morris's record over the next uh, two and a half months, then, uh, yeah, Joe will have made his own contribution to Swindon Town history by being the man <laughs> that wound up one of our greatest goal scorers of the 21st century. Yeah, what an achievement that would be. Until then, let's let's make hay while the sun shines, Dan. Thank you very much. Perfect. Happy birthday, Rich. Oh no. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, you Reds. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.